this is Nadine. This is John. And this is Dan. And this is She's Not a Slut Yet. This is a podcast about three friends watching cult movies and drinking together. This week we'll be reviewing Dan's pick, Predator, which was released in 1987. So Dan, go ahead and start us off with some box office stats. All right, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the uh, the box office for this great movie, Predator, made in 1987, the year uh, I came onto this earth. Uh, <laughs> I the knew it. budget for this this uh, this movie was 15 million. Opening weekend, we got 12 of, of that 15 million back. Internationally, there was no international release. This is completely an American movie, and if you watch it, you'll find out why. It was nominated for six awards, won three of them, and actually has a surprisingly high critical claim on all the review sites we had 7.8 stars on imdb 81 percent rotten tomatoes and then the audience score on rotten was uh 87 so not not too bad for a, a crazy 80s action movie hey dean give me something interesting all right so dutch's line get to the chopper is arnold schwarzenegger's personal favorite catchphrase of all of his film that he appears in and he uses it several times in several films so after Dutch impales a bad guy against a wooden post with his machete, he utters the immortal one-liner, stick around. This is apparently improvised by Arnold Schwarzenegger. The original concept for this film was uh, a joke. Someone said that the only person Rocky Balboa had yet to fight was E.T. Peter Cullen was reluctant to take the job of voicing the Predator as he had injured his throat playing the title character of King Kong, but eventually accepted after seeing a picture of the unmasked creature. Arnold Schwarzenegger lost over 25 pounds before filming began in order to better fit the role of a special warfare operative. The Predator's blood was made on set using a mixture of liquid from inside of glow sticks and KY jelly. That's not child friendly. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not really There's literally a warning that says do not open this glow stick. It does, actually. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. So you're telling me instead of using something that's, you know, chemically safe. They're like, hey guys, I got glow sticks for the blood. Let's use it. And someone on set's like, yo, let's do it, bro. As he like smokes a doobie or something. Like, you know that's what happened. It's the 80s. Oh. Hey, hey, they were creative. They did green. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they just I used a different color. <laughs> All right. So the Predator yeah. costume weighed over 200 pounds. And even though seven foot two Kevin Peter Hall, was a large and powerful man. He had to be connected to a bungee rig and to enable him to move more believably. <laughs> I just love the description. Kevin Peter Hall was a large and powerful man. Well, this is another sad story. Yeah, he died young. Yeah, he, he was like 35. Oh, is that one of the, why, is it, why is there a pattern with all of the really tall people that have you know issues in their life being used and suck dry by the film industry, and they die alone or something. That's so messed up. I mean, I Maybe I shouldn't have added the die alone part, because I guarantee they didn't, but you, you get my point. Anyway. So, uh, real venomous snakes and scorpions invaded the set during filming, which uh, would have been my mother's fucking nightmare. Uh, <laughs> the studio's insurance company would not agree to insure the production unless a bodyguard was hired for Sonny Landham, which was Billy, for the sole purpose of protecting people from Sonny. <laughs> the bodyguard followed, followed Sonny everywhere to ensure he didn't get into a fight since he was well known to be violent and short-tempered. That's right, John. Your favorite character, the actor, is actually a violent man. I aspire to be that man. So the stuntman who doubled for Arnold for the fall into the river blew out his knee performing that particular stunt. 
This film had the second biggest opening weekend of 1987. Beverly Hills Cop 2 had the first. Hawkins was originally supposed to wear a distinctive red beret. Shane Black refused to wear it as he thought it would look ridiculous in the jungle. He later regretted the decision as he felt it would have made his character stand out. So Kevin Peter Hall, the Predator, is also visible without his Predator suit and makeup towards the end as one of the helicopter rescue crew. Due to health and safety regulations, Arnold was not allowed to light his cigar inside the helicopter near the beginning of the film. As a result, the glow was added optically in post-production. So he's sucking really hard on a very unlit cigar. I actually noticed that. <laughs> I thought, because when I originally saw the intro for him, as him uh, kind of like walking around or whatever, or like on the helicopter, not walking around, um, I noticed that his cigar was looking kind of weird. I kind of like paused it and I looked at it like this. They didn't even like this. They didn't even like this. What is this crap? I'm very glad. So the original plot had Dutch pitted against the Predator alone. Schwarzenegger thought this was a bad idea, so the script was rewritten to include a team of crack commandos, so that's how you got the rest of them. The real-life goblin spider species, Predatorino... I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) I'll actually look this up earlier, but... Predatorunops. Yep, John says it. There you go. Blaine is named after Blaine Cooper. (laughs) That's fucked up. Every member of the, not saying the word, genus has a name that references Predator due to the perceived similarity between the spider's mouth parts and the Predator's mandibles. The Predator has eight minutes of screen time. This was a speculative script that accidentally found its way to 20th Century Fox, which is, I guess, a great way to get a movie made. That's hilarious. It's funny. Uh, So the crew didn't burn any jungle. The explosion location had already been burned to the ground two years prior. They did spray paint a lot of stumps black, though. Wait, so you're telling me they went through a forest, they found a burned area, they're like, aha, pulled out some spray cans and just went at it. Yep. (laughs) That's messed up. Better than actually burning fine pieces of forest, so. Fine pieces of forest. Okay. (laughs) Nadine, what is that last fact? (laughs) The film originally featured a Native American soldier as the lead. This character eventually evolved into Billy. No wonder. Okay, now if if he was actually Native American, that would have been really racist. (laughs) I want to add one more fun fact. This movie has uh, two future U.S. governors in it. Well, no, another fun fact. This movie has uh, three sequels. Well, yeah, I mean, it's because it's awesome. I think it has more than three. Yeah, I think there's like four or five. Anyways, the movie opens with a shot of space and a ship flying by, or what Dan calls a Star Wars scene. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's a Star Wars movie, not like as iconic. Dude, you know. The movie opens it's first a, words out of his mouth. It's like, oh, it's Star Wars. <laughs> well, you get the 20th Century Fox logo, then you get the stars, then you get a ship flying by. Like, that's... Dude, that's like literally the defining feature for every 1980s fiction movie. Okay? Like, you are not exactly right here. You could pick any movie from the 1980s. You're like, wow, this is Star Wars. Just because these are the first words that came out of my mouth, that's why I need to put this in here. Dude, you know for a fact that when they start movies, the camera pans down from the sky going down, and you're like, oh my god, Star Wars. I'm not, never mind. I, yes, that's it, the only movie that ever exists is worth anything is Star Wars. That's all right. I'm glad you finally, you finally uh, brought it up. And of course, surf Nazis must die, apparently. But, anyways, 
As the ship flies by Earth, it releases an evac ship, dropping it to Earth. The scene then shifts to Dutch and his team arriving on a military base in Central America. The scene then shifts again to Dutch, meeting with General Phillips, an old friend of Dutch's, to talk about the mission that General is asking Dutch and his team to do. Dutch does not seem convinced at first that the mission is due to him, and his team, when another old friend of his, Dylan, shows and convinces him to take it with a manly handshake going, oh, as it is just a search and rescue that I'm not even kidding you. I immediately paused the movie and went on like just a bunch of meme things because that is such an iconic scene from this movie. Which is weird because that guarantee they did not think it would be. No. From there, Dutch, his team, and Dylan cross the border to Guatemala to start their search and rescue through the jungle towards the camp that holds hostages. They find the helicopter the hostages flew in. One of Dutch's men, Poncho, and Dylan go to investigate the chopper and find it completely stripped with the dead pilot still inside and no sign of the other occupants. As Dylan and Poncho search the helicopter, another member of the team, my boy Billy, searches for tracks and find that another team of U.S. military men had followed the hostages. From there, the men follow the trail and find the brutally skinned, bloody bodies that were hilarious to look at of the team that came in before them one of which was a friend of Dutch and Dylan. Though Dutch is suspicious of Dylan's motives, the team continues on towards the guerrilla camp. The scene then shifts to show the Predator, stalking the men from the trees, which I had absolutely no idea that it was actually the Predator at first. I just thought they were doing some weird CGI um, infrared vision, but it turns out that's what he sees. So, from there, the men find the guerrilla camp and essentially blow most of it up to save the hostages. Once inside the camp, they find that all the hostages were already killed and that the hostages were not government officials from Guatemala, but actually CIA agents. Pissed that Dylan lied to him, Dutch confronts him and immediately heads his team out to avoid getting attacked by another set of guerrilla fighters stationed not far from them. Before they leave, Dylan takes a girl from the guerrilla camp as a hostage. As the men leave, the Predator goes into the guerrilla camp, to f investigate the destruction the men left behind as he considers them the next prey. By the way, gorilla, as in G-U-E-R, not gorilla, with literal gorillas. As the men walk through the valley of the jungle to get to the pickup point, Billy realizes, by sniffing, that they are being followed and tells Dutch. Dutch obviously can't see what Billy is looking at because he's sniffing, and tells him, well, there's nothing there. And as everyone is distracted by Billy sniffing, the hostage, Anna, makes a run for it, and Hawkins chases after her. The Predator uses this chance to attack and kill Hawkins and drag him away, with the blood of his blood being squirted all over the girl. As Poncho arrives on the scene, he sees Anna covered in his blood and follows the trail left behind by the Predator, only to find a pile of organs, but no Hawkins. The team then realizes the same thing happened to the previous team, and they spread out in search of Hawkins' body, but, you know, casually miss it hanging in the air as they walk by. As the men are search, search, spread out and searching, the Predator takes his shot again and kills Blaine. Mac hears Blaine gets shot and runs towards him just in time to see the outline of the Predator and the Predator's eyes glowing. Mac's like, holy shit, when he sees this and begins shooting wildly in the area where he saw the Predator. The men follow Sweet. Suit. I meant Suit. suit. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was a character's name. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
The mi- oh, there, there's the beer bottles perfectly in time. <laughs> it's fitting for the scene, too. Yeah, it really is. Especially considering the, the next word is wasting. Anyways, the men follow suit, wasting most of their bullets until Mac runs out. Then they see Blaine's body in the massive hole in his chest. Mac then informs them that he saw something not quite human, and the men set up camp and traps in the surrounding area. During the night, a boar trips one of the traps while everyone is distracted. The predator just takes Blaine's body. The next day, the men realize there are no tracks leading to the camp where Blaine's body was taken and realize the predator is using the trees to hunt them down. Instead of heading to the chopper, Dutch decides they should all... (laughs) That's actually funny. Dutch decides they should all take a stand for it or it will kill them off before they can reach safety. Horrible decision. The men then sets traps for the predator in the jungle and wait for him to show. After a while of waiting, Dutch makes himself visible, and the Predator goes to attack and springs one of the traps, but of course breaks free and injures Poncho. Dylan runs after him, and Dutch takes everyone else to the chopper. As Dutch is heading to the chopper, Dylan finds Mac watching the Predator from under a tree. The two men then go to ambush the Predator and get separated, something the Predator takes advantage of to kill Mac. Once Dylan finds Mac dead, he realizes he is the next one on the list and begins to search for the Predator in the trees. Just as he finds him... Dylan gets his arm shot off and then killed. God damn it. (laughs) Dutch and the rest hear Dylan screams as he slowly dies and start moving faster except for Billy, who decides, like a boss, to stand on a tree stump and fight. Unfortunately for Billy, he does not make it. <laughs> he died. <laughs> Who should have given him the more, Your hopes are dashed the really more dramatical, oh, he died in the distance, but nobody will ever know type of thing. But no, unfortunately for Billy, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the dwindling group hear his scream as he died. Oh, you gave him more reference. Nice. Yeah. Knowing the predator is coming, the group stops and listens for the sound of him following when Poncho gets shot in the head. Anna then grabs her gun, but Dutch kicks it out of her hands, knowing that he will make her a target and shoots at the Predator instead. Remember, gotta flex them uh, testosterone muscles. He then instructs her to run to the chopper, and the most dramatic scene in the world, and runs off the opposite direction, landing in the river after he accidentally falls off a cliff, and says, Oh shit! (laughs) And as Dutch pulls himself to the riverbed, he hears a splash behind him and an invisible being swimming towards him towards the water. Covered in mud, Dutch pulls himself under tree roots and hides in almost plain sight. As the predator comes out of the water, it's made clear that he can't see Dutch while he's covered in mud and goes off in the opposite direction that Dutch is hiding in. The scene then shifts again to an overnight montage of Dutch being an absolute swaggy badass, covered in mud laying traps for the predator, sharpening sticks and weird stuff like that. As he does, the predator is seen taking the the spine and skull out of Billy's body and putting it with the collection of other immaculately clean skulls. Once he finishes setting up his trap, Dutch lights a huge bonfire to attract the predator and almost gets caught as the predator sneaks down from the tree behind him. As the predator inspects the fire, Dutch shoots a bomb at him, breaking the cloaking device in his suit. The predator then begins wildly shooting in the direction the bomb came from, narrowly missing Dutch. After escaping the line of fire, Dutch throws a rock to throw the Predator off of his location and to let Dutch know where the Predator is. At first this works, but the Predator is able to use his suit to track where the rock originally was thrown from and narrowly misses Dutch as he begins shooting again. Dutch eventually lands himself in the river again, accidentally washing all of the mud off. 
The Predator could have killed Dutch this moment, but, you know, for whatever reason, called plot armor, decides not to, and instead just takes off his helmet, the one thing that is helping him see where Dutch is. Of course, the two begin to fist fight, and Dutch gets his ass beat. In a last-ditch effort to kill the Predator, Dutch lures him to the traps he set the night before and manages to injure and trap the Predator under a giant log. Dutch then asks the Predator what he's doing, or what he is, and the Predator responds by setting a bomb off and laughing maniacally. The explosion is seen from miles away, and attracts the chopper Anna is on. When they go to investigate, they see Dutch standing in a burned field. The last scene in the movie is the helicopter flying away with Dutch and Anna in tow. So, that is how that movie goes out. But before we start any form of conversation, I have to cover this. So, you know when, uh, when Dutch, like, or Arnold, you know, originally shoots um, at, the, uh, at the Predator with a bow? So, the bow and arrow was the most dramatically dumb thing I've ever seen in my life. He shoots oh, yeah. the bow, and you can literally see it go four feet and then just fall. <laughs> and then it miraculously clips to another scene, and it hits it at, at like, a ten miles an hour. Dr- <laughs> like, dramatically smashes in and causes an explosion. I'm like, bro, you could drop the arrow. You didn't need the bow. You could just throw the arrow at him, and it would have been faster than you trying to shoot it from whatever MacGyver bow that was. Yeah, but then you didn't get the whole the, the MacGyver montage scene, so... Where he, like, <laughs> bent it. Yeah. So, so let's talk about... Uh, let's actually go over the movie real quick. Um, Dan, I, I gotta ask this thing real quick. Uh-huh. Why, the, why, did, why do you like this movie so much? Why, why do I like this movie so much? I, I have to know, because... The moment I clicked on this and I saw how the movie was going, I sent Nadine I, I a message. I never even told you I like this movie, but I mean... I sent... Well, it doesn't matter. I just know it. <laughs> so, the moment... Because, Nadine, I watched this movie a little bit earlier today, actually. And the moment I flicked this on to watch it, um, I just... About five minutes in, I sent you a message and I'm like, Dan loves this movie. I know he does. This is literally just full of testosterone and memes. I know for a fact that Dan is just like, oh, oh, this is such a good movie. Meanwhile, we're watching it like, what the fuck? It's bad. It's it's a terrible movie. But it it is not so bad that it's good. It's just it's, it's so a, extra. It's, just, it's the only like, and it's a, a mishmash of so many different types of movies. That like I don't know for some reason I I just watch this movie and like there's so many so much random stuff that happens that you're just you just smile because it's it's the 80s. The only reason why this movie is good, dude, to you, is that for that exact reason it mashes so many things together, yeah. right? And then you get this mitz you know mismatched hodgepodge of a movie that is just a bunch of dudes that clearly have never yeah. served before. Or, you know, done anything military-related in their lives, movies or otherwise. Flexing with their giant muscles and destroying and killing, only to die as well in the most dramatic and horrible ways possible. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in and swoops in and just saves the day. Like, if I have never seen this... Honestly, if I just read the synopsis of this movie in five lines, it would be Arnold Schwarzenegger did this. Arnold Schwarzenegger did that. Arnold Schwarzenegger did this. Oh, and he also killed the thing that killed everyone else because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I mean, there, that's the thing. There, there's better examples of Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's better sci-fi thrillers out there. There's better, like, 
commando machismo movies out there but because it's all just brought into the to one experience that's what makes it but we'll we'll we'll, we'll carry on jesus nadine tell me what you think what do you think about this movie give me some give me some give me some fluff i'm gonna be honest with you that i i've watched movies <laughs> that are way shitty with this and i like them like the puppet master this one is is not my favorite of the Predator series. I've watched pretty much every Predator crossover movie, every sequel, and this is my least favorite. So I would say this one's okay, but there's a lot of things that go into this movie that kind of bother me. Whereas in the other movies, they're not. It's not nearly as like in your fucking face. Like there's no point to Anna. I have no idea why she's there. I don't. I'm telling you, she is literally there so the men can flex their muscles even harder. She serves no purpose in being no saved. No purpose. And, and she did, absolutely not. Doesn't explain why she's there. Maybe she's a, maybe she's like a guerrilla warfare person, but she's speaking Spanish. Um, to which, of course, there's someone who could speak Spanish and everybody immediately dies. It's just like, and then miraculously at the end, she starts speaking really good English to get her point across. And it's just like, what is her point exactly? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just contrast to all the all the uh, testosterone that's going on. That's it's, that's it. It's that's it. Like I'm serious. Like the only point of her Nadine is just when you have a bunch of dudes in a room, right? Y you get this weird, weird vibe. But when you put one woman in the room, it suddenly becomes a group of people, right? That is the purpose of her, and it's so messed up. It's funny yeah, no, because exactly. so even up. with her still being there, it just still feels like a bunch of dudes. <laughs> It's a sausage well, fest. That's because movie. There, she was the only woman in the entire movie, Nadine, <laughs> of course. Um, I also like thought Mac was the biggest idiot of the fucking bunch. I'm sorry. Wait, the guy... Mac was the one that was like, uh, where he just, oh, the one that was like, uh, oh my God, you've been shot. I ain't got time to bleed. Like, no, that's that, that type of shit. And he always. Blaine. That's Blaine. Okay, all right. Which one was Mac? Because they all blend together. Mac is the one that got mad that Blaine died and like emptied his gun and then Blaine's gun oh, yeah. into the trees. I'm like, dude, if you're that freaked out by what just killed your friend, why are you wasting most, if not all, of your ammo between <laughs> the two guns? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Oh my god, <laughs> you're gonna bring me to a tangent, Nadine. I have to mention, right? This entire movie. If it had proper considerations, they had they had a good budget. They had fifteen million. That is better than most of the cult classics that we've watched when it comes to budget, right? In fact, fifteen million for a movie back then was quite a fucking bit of money. So, well, I guarantee most of that money went to Arnold Schwarzenegger just for appearing. But when you have that much budget, can you not get the military correct at all? whatsoever or at least represent not even a better word copy what they do man if you're gonna go down and trying to be sneaky i don't think sliding down a sliding down through a bunch of dead leaves and scattering them like they're just nothing in the loudest way possible as i said before in you know just everywhere 15 feet away from two people who just so happen to be probably out of their minds because they can't see shit or hear shit, <laughs> and then sneaky tackle, sneaky stab these you know people that clearly when they hear a whistle in front of them, 
to attract their attention, the first thing to do is like, huh, what's that? Let me lean this over and get stabbed in the shoulder. Like, no, I, I, I just have scream. that picture in my head of Dylan just kind of diving through the leaves as he's like sneaking up on the... Yeah, like, the Arnold, like that entire scene was just created so Arnold Schwarzenegger could flex, slowly goes down, you know, a slope. And then Dylan just like, oh, I got this, and just freaking fall slides down like a penguin on ice. Yeah. It's just like, what if, why? What was the point in this? I, and like that, that scene aggravates me a lot more than it should. And there's, there's, there's other scenes like this too, right? So just like you said, Nadine, you know, him spraying all of the ammo into the air casually. Or Blaine not getting not getting his uh you know his wound taken care of. It's like oh I ain't got time to bleed. For what? You already killed everything. <laughs> you literally killed everyone. Wait. What do you got time to bleed? This is the best part that I was so annoyed with in the movie. What I saw did when they like send the truck and they start blowing up the place. I was like, is this supposed to be a rescue mission? I'm pretty sure they already killed the hostages. Like even if they were they alive, did. they're the dead hostages. now. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably eating chow like oh my god we got our first meal in weeks i love this you know maybe we can get some boom just dead everyone and the entire thing is just dead and then arnold schwarzenegger's like you didn't tell me this mission was for cia operatives like they're all dead does it matter oh, oh also how about you know this this movie is just destined to flex this is just an arnold schwarzenegger flexing movie right followed by the first scene where he flexes with dylan and the handshake and his, his muscles are clearly more massive than just his close up on his bicep just... and you could see the sweat trickling down his bicep like hey, dude you walked out of a helicopter and walked in a tent why are you so sweaty pretty oh, sure yeah. the helicopter at least had air coming through but so that happens and then how about when he lifts the truck up like, this is a stealth mission, mind you. Arnold Schwarzenegger slides down. He's like, oh, there's a belt here. Takes the belt off, lifts the truck up, and throws a fucking bomb at it and throws it at all the hostages. Like, and then, literally it's like five-second scene of him flexing about how he can lift the truck up off of logs that are holding it in place. Like, why? Just go in and do your, you know, your normal, uh, oh, I don't know, ninja leave stealth kills like you did before. Why do you gotta throw a truck at them? It's, I, I don't know if it's a defense or not, but the, nothing about this movie is supposed to be subtle. Like, Okay, you say that about every movie you're like. It's not supposed to be serious, you know? Yeah. But, well, like, it I watch a movie and I, I to enjoy it. That it was a joke. But still, I mean, yeah. with the joke, they could have done they could have done a little bit. <laughs> A little bit more research. Like, it's a little bit more common sense and still have it be a joke. <laughs> And I, I think the reason why I'm amazed by this, Nadine, is that there's such a massive following for Predator movies. Like, I, I know for a fact that, you know, my dad, for example, is a huge fan of the Predator movies. He loves every single one of them. Right? And after watching this movie, I, I still ask the same question. Why? Why are you such a fan of these movies? <laughs> Like, I thought I'd get answers well, when I watch I think, this movie, but I'm even more confused. I honestly, like, I don't think this is my favorite Predator movie either. They just all kind of blend together for me. But, like, oh. it's it, I'm looking at the titles. There's Predator, Predator 2, Predators, The Predator, and then there's, the, there's another one coming out, so. 
My favorite yeah, one favorite. is when uh, I, th- I guess it, it was Predator versus Alien. That was my favorite one. I, yeah, I think I that's when that I movie. got into Predator. Yeah, I, I think that, that one's the most iconic, though. Well, there, there was like, two Alien versus Predators. The one where they find yeah, the pyramid but... underneath the ice in the Arctic. Yeah, is there one where uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger huge... was was casted again? But no, he he's only with because, one. You know, he is old. No, yeah. They've they've been asking him to come back, but like he just whatever reason and, that's that's the one a franchise will never go back to. But I well yeah because he doesn't want to ruin his success, ironic success from this movie. So speaking about this movie and not to not to like bring it away from talking about the series because this movie was an inspiration for the series. I'll give it that. Um, let's take a linear standpoint, start to end on the movie. We know how it ends. The Predator dies, and Arnold Schwarzenegger flies away with the girl, right? Um, And the beginning of the movie is, oh, there's a mission in a forest. I mean, you could literally sum up the entire 30 minutes of the movie, the first 30, by saying there's a mission in a forest, and we have to kill things. So you get the first 30, you get the last 30 being a battle, and he flies away with the girl. And the middle 30, or the middle, you know, hour of this movie, 45 minutes, is just dedicated... To everyone dying and slowly proving that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the sole survivor. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, that's that's the movie. So, oh, there's a mission in a forest. Bring all your operatives that you care about. Because he said this in the movie. I care about them, you know? Yeah, so it's about dudes flexing and then getting off by a, the crazy invisible monster. Who, by the way, I don't even know why he exists in the first place. Like, oh, he fell from a spaceship. What does he do? Instead of being like, oh shit, I fell from a spaceship. Let me call, you know, let me, uh, let me call the people that should save me and take me away. You know, my race. Instead, he's like, I want to collect skulls. Well, that's why you got to watch the sequels, man. Yeah, the sequels tell you more. The sequels can, that is not the movie, though. (laughs) The sequels repair what is known as this movie. The sequels shouldn't exist at this time period, right? No. So the sequels are repairing what the movie just left out of context. Because they're like, oh shit, we have an hour of Arnold Schwarzenegger flexing on noobs. Um, shit, what do we do with uh, the last 45? Well, we gotta introduce the characters and, you know, kill them off. We already got that. Um, oh, we need how to end this movie. Shit, we don't have enough time for everyone else. Eh, forget it, it's just a movie. All right, my rant is over. I'm I just, I, I like the movie was to 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 close my thoughts off before Nadine. I know you have stuff listed as well. To close my thoughts off, it was fun to watch, but it was such a pain in the ass to think about. Like That's... it's fun, it's fun to see the nonsense that happens, but it's such a horrible movie when you look back on it. It serves no purpose in a movie setting. Like you would bring your girlfriend to this movie, she'd watch it. And you'd be like, man, this is amazing. And she's like, why the fuck did I watch this movie? <laughs> like, do I really care about the person I'm with that much? Like, do I have, really have to indulge this man? Like, come on. I think me and Nadine legitimately enjoyed watching this movie, to be honest, though. <laughs> like, Nadine like... understood, though. Like, she cracked up yeah. when I said that. Like, is this man really worth it? Like, she knows. Yeah. Oh. It's mostly because right, I Andy, spent I most of my life. Today. Well, so I've said most of them already. <laughs> uh, 
but what I was saying is I, the reason why is because I spent most of my life where my dad was that dude that you're talking about, or he's like, this movie was awesome. And my stepmom and I were <laughs> sitting there like, what the fuck did we just watch? <laughs> <laughs> why does he have the remote? Watching this. That's how I don't, I don't watch this thinking like, oh yeah, I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I, I don't think anyone watches this movie yeah. and thinks, oh, I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I don't they know. They watch the movie and they're like, wow, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Pretty much. I watch this and be like, wow, people got paid to make this. Like, this is awesome. Oh my Christ. Oh. I have to mention something else. Dude, I, I can't I keep coming back to it, Nadine. Sorry, but when you make a movie, right? Was Arnold Schwarzenegger really well known at this time? I think he was, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he Yeah. When you make a movie that's clearly supposed to be a joke, what do you do? Well, you make the movie, you hire your uh you hire your five year old kid to write the script, and then you're like, ah, oh, let me send it to the editors. They finish the script. They send it back, and it literally looks the same, just with better grammar. And you're like, well, shit, you know, I already spent $5 in this movie. How about I hire Arnold Schwarzenegger for $14 million and we'll cover the rest, and we'll call it a $15 million movie. And what happens? Cool classic! <laughs> like, come on. If Arnold Schwarzenegger was in this, wasn't in this movie, would this movie have ever existed in the first place? Yeah, this is this is after Commando and uh, Terminator, the first Terminator. So he's 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 pretty well established as as Arnold at this point. I mean, he was probably established as Arnold when he was born, Dan. I mean, that's his name after all. Never. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I know. I know you are. <laughs> to uh to share to share something else. Um, I sat down and watched this movie in one go. Right. Um, with a lot of movies that Nadine and, of course, Dan that serve Nazis must die, I literally watched in five separate parts. Um, I sat Thank down and watched this movie in one go. Right. It took and I, five. I actually. It took five days. It took an entire week. <laughs> oh my god! I was conflicted. I was conflicted when after I finished this movie while I watched it, it was like. Someone was giving me crack to snort off their bloody saber. Like, that's what it felt like. Um, so, so I want to ask before we... Uh, uh, Nadine, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're about 40 minutes in. Are the guys next door being okay. really fucking loud again, Dan? Dude, I'm, I'm hearing him through the microphone. Yeah. It's not loud, but I'm hearing just gentle screaming. It, that's, the, <laughs> that's what we listen to all night. Yeah. No, no, don't mute it. I want everyone to hear yeah. how fucking awful I'll, mute, I'll try is. to mute when I when I when yeah, I can. It's the bar. <laughs> it's just the bar. Just let okay. it happen. That's 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 well, I can always that cut is this the comedy my... that needs to be provided yeah. in our in our podcast. Is is you know people you screaming <laughs> and uh drunk people just yelling outside, followed by you know, crashes of beer bottles like that. Like it is. It's, We're all drinking here, so it's imagine it's a bar setting. No problem. It's it's per. It's really unfortunate fitting. though that the podcast has yet to record that couple that comes there at least once a week and fights <laughs> outside oh, yeah. the bar. <laughs> no, you, you hear some some characters. So, I know uh, to revisit this uh, this movie again. I know that I'm I'm just 
constantly talking about it, but like, what purpose did Anna serve, right? So when you follow her uh, her pathway on what she does in the movie, she gets knocked out by Arnold Schwarzenegger. He says, I don't care about her. We shouldn't bring her along. Later in the movie, he says, get to the chopper, leave me behind, in his dramatic voice. And then in between, she just trauma after trauma after trauma. Wants to grab gun, but is kicked away. Trauma. Get to the chopper. I'll save you. Like, why? Like, her character development is phenomenal. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't even give a shit about Anna because I just remembered fucking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Tarzan scream. <laughs> You guys not remember? Oh that? my god! It was so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just so what so was the point of that? <laughs> why did he do that? And why did the predator not like? All right, well now I know where you're at and come running. <laughs> like I don't get it. Well, why didn't the predator go like, oh shit, I'm facing Tarzan. Better fucking run away, you know, not take off my mask or anything that prevents me from seeing Tarzan. Oh, uh, so what? If you if you think about Predator, if you think about what he's wearing, <laughs> he can go invisible. He can shoot laser beams out of his shoulder that blows people's arms off. So clearly it's strong enough to blow holes in people and make mincemeat of anyone. And what does this all godly powerful being do? Get killed by a falling tree stump. Yeah. Right? Sure, you know, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe he was distracted. Oh, yeah, you know what? Really cool. Motherfucker, why did you take off the only thing that could help you see? <laughs> why, why did you let him live? You don't even know what he looks like. It's not like you're like, damn, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, you saw Skull. You turned his head left and right, and you're like, huh, that's an ugly looking fucking piece of mug right there. I'm going to be dramatic and take my mask off before I murder his sad little ass. And then just dies to a falling tree and cackles because he knows he fucked up and blows himself up. I, I think you, you said it earlier, John. Like, the more you try to think and make sense of it, the more your brain hurts, so. Then the director had to be smoking <laughs> some heavy crack from the 80s. Was I mean, there even a director to this movie? Yes. <laughs> Was it just was it just Arnold Schwarzenegger paying a paying a freaking uh, college student to be like, hey, can you release this movie for me? I just want to flex. A lot of his movies are like that. Uh, th this is the same guy that did Die Hard. Yeah, this, this makes a lot of sense now. Isn't that one of the cult classics that we have to watch? I think so. Yeah. Great. I'll talk about my trauma of this movie in that segment as well. So, final, final little thought in here, because I'm going in circles about how much this movie just pisses me off, but also makes me laugh at the same time at how, how much it pisses me off. What's your favorite scene in the movie, Nadine? Everyone has a favorite when you watch a movie like this. I do, for sure. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. It's Tarzan screen. Because <laughs> I, I saw that, it was like, I was like, what the fuck was the point of this? And it just made me laugh so hard. Because I was like, so the Predator's response to the Tarzan scream instead of being like, all right, well now I know where you're at because he's got all that like high tech equipment. 
to sharpen the knives and blades that come out of his arm. Like that was his response. Oh my god, I'm facing that Tarzan. Was, that was my Time favorite scene. And just start sharpening stuff. Sometimes the guttural roar, the guttural roar <laughs> of uh, you know Arnold Schwarzenegger makes you fear so much you sharpen your weapons that can instantly kill him anyways before you sharpen them. Dan, what is your favorite movie? Or sorry, <laughs> Jesus' favorite scene. I think I'll, I'll go with Arnold setting his trap scene just because it's like it's purely just Arnold Schwarzenegger being Arnold, like flexing the wood to like bend it to make the bow and like sitting there. <laughs> just the movie so unapologetically just like knows what it is that it's just like, all right, we're going to just have a scene. Of Arnold being Arnold. OK. All right. All right. I I knew exactly you that fucking scene. I just knew it. There was some part of me that was like, you know, that's. I'm not going to lie, that's definitely one of the better scenes, in my opinion, because the choreography in that scene's great. But I was like, that's not my favorite scene, because why? I know for a fact that Dan's going to crawl on that scene and be like, oh, it's so good. You're literally the equivalent <laughs> to the middle-aged women that lo- that watch Aquaman and just fangirl. It's terrible, but it's good. That's all I can say. So, basically, what I'm, what I'm saying is that uh, this movie is the 40-year earlier version of Aquaman. Um, my favorite scene by far is when they're trying, as I've consistently mentioned so far, you know, in this podcast is when they're desperately trying to be stealthy as they slide like the fucking slugs on pavement, trying to be stealthy and just grossly go all the way through the grass with their full body scattering. Probably the most I get, I have a feeling they actually dumped leaves there. Just so you could see them slide better. Trying to be stealthy, sliding on dead leaves. I'm not sure if you've ever stepped on a dead leaf before. But if they were any bit listening to the surroundings, they hear a crunch. And they're like, oh shit, there's someone over there. Nope. Let me slide over 100,000 of them. And they don't notice. Like this, the absolute stupidity of that scene. And how it just is just a complete flex on Arnold Schwarzenegger proving that he can... Sl- grab his arms on the ground and slowly crawl downhill. Like, that's that's the, literally the only point of that scene, is just to show Arnold Schwarzenegger with his massive pecs pulling himself downhill. Like, that's it. That's all I have. Like, that's my favorite scene because of how much I was just paused it, watched it again, paused it, watched it again, and go, what the fuck? Every single time. <laughs> all right. So... Is it or isn't it? Of course it fucking is. What do you mean it isn't? Like, I'm not even, that's not even a question that belongs to this podcast for this movie. Like, this movie is so cult classic-y, I don't want to watch it again. Like, it's so obviously a cult classic. Like, it's everything that a cult classic... I'm pretty sure they made the cult classic list because someone watched this movie and were like, huh, we have to name these movies because that's something special. Special right there. <laughs> this is a cult fucking classic. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's a cult classic just for Get to the Chopper. Like, Just that tiny little scene is worth more than the movie. Uh, Nadine, <laughs> is it? Yeah, obviously. Alright. Let's rate the movie, guys. Um, you're not going to like my rating, as per usual. Um, I will give the highest rating. Dan, what's your rating? I'm gonna give it a five. Like it's it's not a good movie. 
it's like <laughs> there's there's nothing good about the movie other than the fact that it's honestly Arnold Schwarzenegger's pecs are worth four point five. Like, come on, let's go. Yeah, it, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. It, it's it's not even so bad that it's good. It, it it's just so extra. It the movie knows what it is and it just doesn't stray away from that. And that's that's why I appreciate it. And I have to give it a five. All right, so uh, Dan's fueled testosterone five is pretty good. Nadine, what do you think? I would say it's like a four. It's a movie that I could watch again, but it's not my favorite of the series. And it's brainless, so like maybe when you're really, really drunk or really, really tired, you can pop it on and just follow it because you can't think straight enough to follow another movie. So that's what that's what I would say it is. <laughs> All right, so it's a drunken four. Gotcha. Um, I'm giving it a 2.5. And, you know, fuck that. I'm giving it a 2. Yes, I'm putting it on the same level as your uh, Surf Nazis Must Die movie, Dan. Um, so <laughs> I didn't think you'd hate it that so much. So here's the thing. When, and I'm going to refocus on this repeatedly because I feel like you guys, you know, don't understand my rating system. It doesn't matter if I personally think the movie is funny, right? What matters to me more in a movie is I get something from it. Or I it has a good story. Or there's something about the movie that's special. The only thing special about this movie was how fucking hot, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger could be. Like, oh, let me flex more. Let me jump off a cliff. Let me, uh, let me, let me tell the girl to get to the chopper in the most iconic accent in the world. Like, this isn't a movie. This is quite literally a scene by scene of what would Arnold Schwarzenegger do. And honestly, uh, like it is on the level of Surf Nazis Must Die. I haven't rated anything a one yet, and I'm proud to say that, but. To me, this this movie is as pointless as Surf Nazis Must Die. In fact, Surf Nazis Must Die at least had some inspiration. You know, five-minute-long dramatic surf scenes. This movie just had five-minute-long Arnold Schwarzenegger scenes. I feel like that's inspiration enough, John. <laughs> so I will, uh, I will finalize this. Would we recommend this to our friends? I'm going to say absolutely a fucking course. <laughs> I had to suffer with this movie. You're gonna suffer too. <laughs> I'll 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 actually be honest here. Like I I think if you're gonna go to a predator movie, like there's other ones that have more like the sci-fi flair that I think would be more interesting. Yeah, for sure. For someone oh, that's, this that's is just kind of like it this is the entry point. That's such a but biased the, opinion. I've never watched any predator movies. This is the first yeah, one I've watched, but, guys. But this is like my recommendation. It's like I would pick up like one of the the later ones that kind of have more of like the the lore behind the predator and everything. I wouldn't recommend this movie like unless you just like have a a thing for Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if at, at that point you've probably already seen this movie. Okay, Nadine. I would recommend it <laughs> just because I feel <laughs> yes, like it's one of those Nadine. movies. <laughs> I just feel like it's one of those movies that you sit down. When you can't literally just think and you just fucking watch it and you're just like, this was trash, but it made me laugh because it was so trash. It is not just a bad movie. It doesn't, it's not a movie. Like, it's so bad, it shouldn't be a movie. It's a screen by screen by Arnold Schwarzenegger's pectoral muscles. Oh, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, 
this movie has a place in the Yeah, it's called not being place, a movie, but... Dan. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, you recommended it, and I didn't, so... When we first started, I recommend this to my friends so they could suffer like I do when I watch these type of movies that always Dan seems to fucking pick. <laughs> you saw Predator, and you were like, man... I gotta see what I gotta see the OG Predator again. Like, ah, that reminds me of how good the other movies were. <laughs> no, they're not good either. They're not good either. None of no. them are good. Well, the funny thing is, like, this, like, the, there's the Alien series and the Predator series. Like, if you watch Alien, no. I, I don't know if you've watched Alien, but like, that's an amazing phenomenon. Oh my god, movie. Alien the series is great. I like Alien way more than I like Predator by far yeah. because they have the lore straight from fucking movie one like and i'm pretty yeah. sure alien is a cult classic too yeah. so we'll be watching that as well and i fucking love that movie i love it it's good yes all right guys um what do you think about closing it out um i will mention i will mention before this i chose the next movie um i chose this movie uh because me and my fiance absolutely adore studio ghibli and it is my neighbor totoro um, I'm actually really surprised this movie is even on the list um, because My Neighbor Totoro is such an iconic movie for what it is. I didn't think it was a cult classic, but apparently it is. So now I get to choose a movie I know I'm going to enjoy. And it's such a nice feeling. The reason why it's considered one is because it's not, it's iconic, but it's only iconic in certain groups. Like if you ask a whole bunch of people about it that are like, our age group, most of them are probably not going to know it. Like, Dan doesn't know it. Um, my younger know brother doesn't movie, know it. Dan? Oh, you're going to hate it. No, you're I, gonna I'm going to go into this one. Movie. This is the first movie oh I'm going to go into cold. Got... Like, I guess oh, Solar, well, Solaris I haven't seen, but. Solaris is something else. I'm excited about, about this one. Good movie. Um, Nadine, uh, All right. are yeah. you looking forward to it? What, my, I like My Neighbor Tartaro. It's oh, kind of yeah. like. We could finally oh, put Dan in his place. For choosing it movies is a good movie, that he yeah. knows he likes, but no one else will. Wait until I make you watch the Puppet Master drawing. You're gonna fucking want to kill me. <laughs> well, again, I I have not I have not said a single movie is rated one yet, and honestly, it's probably I'm, gonna be a one. I'm not even kidding you. A one for me is not just a movie that doesn't deserve to exist. It's a movie that should be boycotted. And removed from existence, just like uh, um, like the James and the Giant Peach books in high school. Wow, for no I apparent reason. Well, no, it was. I'm just saying because it was boycotted yeah, out of existence. But all right, let's close it out. All right. So, if you guys have any movie recommendations or want to talk about movies with us, you can find us on Facebook through our private group, Snazzy Podcast. Snazzy is S N. A-S-Y. Um, you can also find us at Snazzy Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at she's not a slut yet at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please re- rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us get out there and have more people find us. And just as John had said earlier, uh, we will be reviewing John's pick, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, released in 1988. This is actually a non-list pick, um, but this is technically considered a cult classic. All right. So I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. See you.